Welcome to Medicine Wisdom with Lena Franklin. Over the next hour, you are going to go through a journey of transformation and self-realization. Now, here is Lena. Hello, and welcome to Medicine Wisdom. I'm Lena Franklin, modern medicine woman, transpersonal psychotherapist, and founder of the East Institute. Welcome to Medicine Wisdom, a radio talk show that will teach you that to journey inward is your highest calling, that you have the power to heal yourself. Your power and purpose exists within your medicine. Your medicine is the gift your soul came here to share with the world. And I am epically excited about today's guest who is such truly a ray of wisdom and light, Elissa Goodman, integrative holistic nutritionist and best-selling author. She is just an embodiment of the truth that medicine comes through the, you know, the food that we eat, that we ingest every day. And Alyssa, I know we were chatting before we got on here live and, you know, really loved getting brought back to the the memory of connecting um, when we first connected at, you know, more live speaking events. Alyssa and I were both speaking at a really beautiful wellness event in the Hamptons with the Purist magazine and with Attune and uh, connected through our dear friend, Jenny Emblem. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. It's so amazing to to see you again. Oh my God, it's such an honor to be with you. You know, the minute I met you and connected with you, there was a very, very strong bond. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got to see you again after that event, just a few months later. Um, but it has been a while and I have missed the connection. Um, mm-hmm. But I just really was felt so blessed and lucky to have met someone like yourself and the the things that you're putting out in the world and what you're doing for people um, is exceptional. Thank you so much. And same to you. You know, one of the things that I was so captured by initially, Alyssa, was your story and how you truly healed yourself um, after a cancer diagnosis in your early 30s. And I want to just jump right into this wisdom and uh, juiciness of of really what brought you into the work that you're doing today. Can you share what all of that was like and how it really informed the work that you share today? Yes. I mean, I kind of lived a crazy, hectic life like most people growing up, Um, very fast paced, uh, very driven. And I was always sick as a child. So for some reason I had, my immune system wasn't really strong. And, you know, I'm 63. So years ago, no one knew about how to balance and strengthen an immune system. So I was always behind the eight ball. So mentally, emotionally, I was behind the eight ball and physically I didn't feel good. So I was always playing catch up. It culminated at 32 years old, getting diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma. And it was an early stage of cancer, but still it was super scary. And um, I realized, wow, at the time when I got this diagnosis, something isn't going right. You know, the way I'm running my life, the way I'm eating, the way I'm sleeping, the way I'm taking care of myself emotionally, um, I'm really not, you know, how did I get, this is how I got cancer. 
one of the doctors that I went to see um, was so brilliant because he sat me down and he was way ahead of his time. It was 30 years ago. And he said, how are you emotionally? Are you happy? Are you stressed? You know, what's going on? Are you passionate about your life? And I remember bursting into tears and being like, I don't know what that feels like. I've never even been asked those questions. I've never asked myself those questions. Um, and that was such a huge turning point for me. I realized, you know, I wasn't happy because I didn't even know how to get there. Um, I didn't have any peace or calm because I wasn't taught that growing up, you know, so it it was such a beautiful thing. And I went into therapy and I started doing yoga and I read every self-help book I could find. And I just tried to center myself. I mean, it took years, as you know, Lena. I mean, I'm still at a work in progress, but um, I feel like all of that did help me heal. I didn't do the full Western medicine of what they wanted me to do. I did a portion of it and I went into juicing and I went into being a vegan and eating a lot of you know, plant foods. Um, I wasn't the healthiest vegan because I didn't know how to do it in those days, but I really tried to do everything I could to get myself back together um, physically and emotionally for the first time in my life. And I feel like I did do that. I went on to have two girls. Um, I did have some health issues after the radiation for the Hodgkins. I got hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's. I ended up getting celiac. So there were a lot of things I still were, was dealing with health-wise. But then my husband was diagnosed 11 and a half years later with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he was 43 and a half. And he went the full Western route and ended up passing away of fungal pneumonia at 45. So that year and a half, I went back into a very stressed out, very disconnected place for myself, um, not eating well, not sleeping well, and living in a fight or flight mode. Um, and then after he passed away, I was like, oh my God, I've got to figure out how to get myself back together again. And it took a couple of years to get my feet back on the ground, especially with the girls and figuring out what I was, you know, how I was going to run my life because um, he was really the breadwinner. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to go back to work. And I have these two girls at home and they have parents who were both sick, but I um, ended up going back to school just to get certified in Eastern and Western medicine. And I didn't do it to become a nutritionist. I did it for myself and for the girls. I realized I need to know how to get healthy and strong. Um, and I ended up devouring the course and loving it and then got hired by a couple of restaurants in LA to put these food delivery programs together for them, which was really interesting. I just got thrown into this whole world very early on. That was 10 years ago. And I absolutely loved it. I hand held these cleansers. They did a cleanse for five days with a raw vegan restaurant or a macrobiotic restaurant that I was working with. And I got to find out about their ailments and health issues. And I'd worked with functional integrative doctors and naturopaths. And I just, I became obsessed with it all. Wow. So that that is how I ended up here. I I love I'm so grateful because I absolutely love what I do. Um, I love giving people hope mm. like you do. You know, yes. there there are easy things you can do to change your life that people might not know about, or they might already know about. They just need a reminder um that where they can get to a place where they can really thrive and not just be in a survival mode. Absolutely. And I love, thank you for sharing your story and your journey. Cause I truly believe our 
human journey is this roadmap guiding us into the work that we're meant to embody and to share. And that hope is so vital. There's so many access points into, we'll call it the house of hope and healing. And I love hearing, you know, how your healing journey really stepped you into that. And I'm curious too, because what I'm also hearing, Alyssa, is that you were willing to look at where you were out of alignment, which I think is such a key point to true, authentic healing and transformation. And I'm curious, what, what did that look like when you were looking at, you know, how you wanted to feel and then the reality of your day to day or the reality of your inner emotional landscape? What was that like for you to see yourself? It was really awful really to say it like plainly. I mean, I was just, I was so out of alignment and I didn't even know, I didn't even have the 101 book to figure out how to get myself back, you know? So it was, it was scary, really, really scary. So it took a lot of, a lot of courage um, to look at myself and um, just a lot of also just giving myself grace and, you know, just, the not judging and not being so critical, um, um, not being such a perfectionist, which are all the things that I have been um, and still work on to this day. But it was it was a definitely long, very hard struggle to get out of that place. Um, and then what really happened for me was four years ago, or maybe it's been five now, I got insomnia because I was working so hard and I pushed myself against the wall sort of, and I kind of collapsed. Um, I was still in that, I went back into that workaholic mode, even though I was doing what I loved and I was um, preaching about being less stressed and better sleep and all of that. But I think I really stressed myself out and I got insomnia and it was so bad. I couldn't figure out how to get myself out of it. Um, And then I did my, I did a plant journey. It was psilocybin at the time. A friend had said, Hey, let's just try this. And it'd been a solid year of like not sleeping well and trying to figure it out with all my natural remedies. And I did the first psilocybin journey and I ended up sleeping again. And in that journey was so impactful because I saw my life unfold in front of me. Like I saw how hard I am on myself, how much I labeled myself a sick kid, how much I labeled myself that I wasn't good enough or the fear that I felt that something else was going to come down the pike, that I was going to get sick again, or my girls were going to get sick, that I wasn't safe and the universe didn't have my back. And so in that journey, I saw all of those things. And then I saw the fact that the universe does have my back, that everything is going to be okay, that I could relax. And for the first time in my life, I could fully exhale. It was so powerful. Wow. So powerful. And I, there's so many, there's so many roads I feel like we could take from here. I really appreciate you sharing that. Obviously, you know, the depth of work that we share here at the East Institute with plant medicine and really honoring the way that these sacred plants and fungi can get us out of the box of our day-to-day default mode thinking. And so you, as you shared, it's, it's getting at those really deeply entrenched subconscious belief systems of whatever it is. I'm not safe. I'm not good enough. Um, that unworthiness and 
again, every choice we make is an act of creation with the universe. And so uh, really honoring you in your healing journey in all the ways, right? So, cause we, yeah. we ingest plants to, you know, for our own nutrition and for our own, you know, biological survival and to thrive. And also we can for our own healing journey to see outside of ourselves. And so, you know, right. moving, moving from there, as you embarked on your plant medicine journey, you were, you know, really diving into um, your healing journey in different ways. What did that look like in terms of your conscious food choices, like for you and your own path? And I know it's different for everybody. So I just want to preface it with that. But for you, Alyssa, what what did that look like? What did your routine look like? What were you gravitating towards in terms of food? You know, it's interesting. I mean, it's different, different times of the year. Um, of course, you know, in the summer, it is a lot more raw, you know, fruits and vegetables. Um maybe some cold juices, you know, I, I still am, I'm a big juicer. So I, I would say that that is one of my, you know, foundations of what I do continually. Ever since I was diagnosed, I started juicing at 32 and done it off and on and really religiously for the last, you know, eight years. Um, I always do a green juice with cucumber and celery and lemon, ginger. It could be just simple like that. Or I throw in parsley, cilantro. I never put any fruit in it because it's too much sugar. So I think we get enough sugar in our diet. So I really am a big um, greens girl. Like I think that's like my multivitamin and mineral when I drink that in the morning. I do um, put some extra little supplements in it, like some cholesterol or collagen powder and, you know, for the gut. So I, I do a lot of that as well, but um, I'm a 80% plant-based girl. So I would say 20% is animal protein and, and, but I'm very plant forward. So lots of leafy, non-starchy vegetables. Um, and then I would say like a quarter of my plate is starchy vegetables and a quarter is protein is kind of like mm. how I try to mostly live. Um, it's a hard, you know, most people don't do that because everybody is focused on protein and carbs. But um, I think that that's what's given me really the vitality. Um, also, it's just loaded with vitamins and minerals and antioxidants and phytonutrients and prebiotics. I eat a lot of plant-based, like foods that are grown from the earth, a lot of legumes yes. and beans. So I always make sure I have protein. Um, but I also, am a, you know, I don't, I'm not a strict vegan or a vegetarian. I just feel like at some points I do need a little animal protein, especially at 63 years old. And, you know, as I age, I, feel I just like want to pause need... for those of you tuning in. I wish you could see the video of this woman. She is, a, she's the uh, pillar of youth here glowing, but please, please continue. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I do feel better than I did when I was 33, 32. So um, that is my goal is to teach people, men and women, you know, you can age and have more you know, energy, mental clarity, stamina, like just everything can be better. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel um, there's, I, I like to have a balance in my life, you know, and, yeah. and I will go out on the weekends and I will have some dairy or some gluten and I don't do so well with it, but I will still eat, I will still have some alcohol. Um, you know, lately that all hasn't been doing I haven't been handling that very well, but um, I, I I have everything in moderation. 
Mm -hmm. Which I love. And I loved that approach that you really shared when I first met with you. And I was witnessing a little of your talk up in um, Sag Harbor in the Hamptons. And that moderation piece. Also, there's this, the way that you teach and and the way that you share your work, it feels very intuitive. Like you're inviting someone to, to tap into what they're intuitively being guided to, you know, right. with, of course, some recommendations. So right. does that feel like it's been a part of your journey, both, you know, in your relationship with food, but also in your life that you've really been able to up-level your intuition? Absolutely. I think that's so crucial because our intuition is everything. You know, we were yeah. born with this incredible intuition and then we lose sight of it. Um, and to get it back is pretty powerful. I I talk about that with all my clients and as well as myself. I mean, if I didn't do it myself, I probably couldn't help my clients do it as well. But I, I'm in tune with like all the supplements I take. I muscle test them. I talk to them. Um, the food Love too. It. I definitely am very in tune with what I'm putting in my body and what works and what doesn't work. I always, you know, we all know what works and doesn't work. We all know what we're doing that is right and isn't right for us. Um, it's if we do tune in, that's when uh, the power comes into play in terms of like how just how powerful our body is and how much it can help us get to the place where we're looking to get quickly. If yeah. I mean, you know, there's things that I recommend to clients, uh, greens powder and uh, that I love, but then they'll have it and they'll be like, oh, I really hate the taste <laughs> of this. And, and I'm like, it's not going to work for you. You know, right. definitely don't continue doing something that I recommend that does you don't like, you don't like the taste of, you don't feel like it's right. It is not going to work. Right. Because there's an energy about how they're ingesting it, right? Yeah. Is it from a place yeah. of this punitive place that I have to do this, which of course triggers some of our childhood trauma with food? Yes. Um, or is it from this place of gratitude and nourishment and and really honoring that this is this is you know, what you're choosing to to really nourish and uplevel your body. I love that. Yeah. So for when you work with clients, Lissa, and you're you're talking to them about you know really tapping into their their intuitive eating process, their conscious um, eating, and what that looks like day to day. Um, can you share more about some of those practices or tips and tools that our listeners can take home with them? Yes. Um, I'm a big proponent of hydration. Mm -hmm. So I think that we have a um, dehydration epidemic happening. We have all this beautiful water at our fingertips, but we're drinking it and we're just peeing it out. We're not really absorbing it. Our cells aren't absorbing it. So I feel like, you know, minerals are what help the water go into your cells, not just sodium, but magnesium and manganese and potassium, you know, all these beautiful zinc, all these beautiful minerals. So we don't have that in our soil and our food these days. And if we do, we're not absorbing them because we're not breaking down the food and absorbing it in our bodies. So this is a huge one for me. I I have a hydrating powder that I give to everybody. Not everybody likes it, but most people do. It's called Ultima Replenisher. It, it has a really beautiful mix of like magnesium, 
manganese, potassium, like the minerals, not just electrolyte drink, but it has these beautiful minerals. So it helps the water go into your cells and it really does energize you and it gives you, you know, mental clarity. It also is really incredible for your gut because when you're dehydrated, your mucosal lining gets destroyed. We don't realize how much our gut gets destroyed with dehydration. Also, we don't go to the bathroom enough when we're dehydrated. And um, so that's really important for our body to detox. So hydration is crucial. Women need 90 ounces, men need over a hundred. And that it used to be half your body weight, but it's gone up in terms of the hydration because we eat so many things that are dehydrating like animal protein and cow dairy and over-the-counter medications and sugar and so on. So, or coffee even, you know, we drink a lot of coffee. So we're very dehydrated. I am a stickler. Every client, when they wake up in the morning, needs to drink two cups of water, 16 ounces before they do anything. Um, Lena, it's so crazy. People will call me and be like, that 16 ounces changed my life. I'm like, you I'm paid making me- mental notes. I'm making mental notes of what I'm going to start doing tomorrow. So you yes. paid me that much money to tell you to drink two cups of water when you wake up because our body's been detoxing and cleansing in the night. So we are so dehydrated. Our organs are sort of prunish. And we go right to our coffee or we go right to breakfast or our tea or whatever. So we've got to rehydrate or we take our over-the-counter meds. So that is huge. And then staying hydrated throughout the day, that is so big for my for everybody, you know, just to feel better, to feel back in their body, um, for the body to work the way it needs to, and to be able to push food through the intestines. And like I said earlier, to go to the bathroom, because going to the bathroom is the first line of, you know, detoxing the body. Um, that's the other thing, you know, it's huge in terms of we're not going to the bathroom enough. Going the bathroom once a day, fully eliminating is considered constipated. So my clients don't like it when I tell them that um, because they're so happy that they at least did that, you know, for the day. But we're supposed to go two and three times a day or after every meal. Um, so fiber is is huge. That's something that for some reason we don't talk enough about mm. and we're not getting enough fiber in our diet. So I really talked to them about, you know, increasing their fiber intake with the plant-based foods, mostly chia seeds or the legumes and beans um, and all the fruit, you know, raspberries and blackberries and things that are high in fiber. So trying to get more fiber into their diet also so they can really detox the body on a daily basis. Um, and again, back to the plants, um, we don't get enough, you know, eight to cut 10 cups of vegetables a day. So it's mm -hmm. easy to get when you can do a juice. I also have clients who throw vegetables into a, a blender so yeah. that they might not have a juicer and it might be too much work for them. And they'll throw it into a blender and drink it that way. And the fiber's intact, which is a beautiful thing. Or they'll make some soups for the week. You know, I have a soup cleanse in LA that I cook and deliver. So soup is a huge part of my routine. Um, you put a ton of vegetables into a soup and you're getting those cups of vegetables and getting those nutrients. So I would say hydration, fiber, getting the nutrients at a cellular level are really, really crucial mm. and Absolutely. not taking away the complex carbs, you know, like right. carrots and beets and sweet potatoes and new potatoes and, you know, wild rice and beautiful quinoa and beautiful things like that, because those are loaded with the minerals that we we're talking about. They're helpful for hydration. And they're also super helpful to calm down the central nervous system because we're all like, 
operating in a fight or flight mode mostly because, you know, we're trying to get a lot done and we're also just used to the fight or flight mode in our world. Right. And we need ways to calm down our central nervous system. Oh, we're so aligned. That was beautiful segue into what was percolating for my next question is, yes, we are all in this perpetual state of sympathetic arousal, this fight or flight mode. And we've really as a culture, which I feel that the both, you know, the work that moves through me and moves through you is really, we're really moving more towards this um, more yin, feminine, restful way of moving through life. And that is actually what's going to heal humanity and our earth. And so again, many access points into that um, parasympathetic dominant nervous system that we want to continue to cultivate. So share more. You just touched on it. What are some of those foods that can help us really calm and soothe our nervous systems? Well, it is really taking away the caffeine out of our diet. So the the coffee and the black teas or the chocolate, you know, you could have a little bit of it because it can really wake up the senses, but we really do overdo it. Um, And I feel like they're in the complex carbs are just a beautiful thing for calming down that central nervous system. The hydration is really important, you know, because when we're dehydrated, we go into a fight or flight mode because we start pumping out adrenaline and cortisol. Um, There's also just, I love the adaptogens. I love, you know, the ashwagandhas and even lion's mane and reishi and um, Tulsi tea, holy basil. Um, I drink Tulsi tea all day long. Holy basil is one of the queen of adaptogens. So Mm -hmm. I feel like you want to regulate your stress response throughout the day. I think that's absolutely crucial. Um, I think that the sympathetic nervous system is just that fight or flight mode is killing us is causing right. all kinds of health issues and diseases. Um, and it's also causing anxiety, depression, sleep issues. I mean, it's crazy. I know for a fact, cause I lived there most of my life and the parasympathetic nervous system is where all the good stuff happens, the healing, yes. um, the rest and digest, you know, we're not digesting our food cause we're living in the sympathetic nervous right. system. So even if I give you green juices and healthy soups and great salads, even on the cleanse, all these beautiful foods and great supplements. Um, If you're not in that rest and digest mode in that calmer place, you know, you're really not going to reap the benefit of it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I love that point that this is, this is a lifestyle. It's, it's really embracing your life as this living practice, this living meditation taking time away from your phone, away from technology to calm your mind and ingest that beautiful food. And I even love holy basil, Tulsi tea. That's something that I really, you know, use and enjoy very much. And so can that be a mindfulness practice? You know, I love the the intersection of this food and energetics, right? Food is energy and the energy you bring to it actually affects the way it processes in the body. And so can you continue to use that as a gratitude practice? I, um, you know, use affirmation and mantra and prayer with my tea all the time, you know, that when I ingest it, it's actually this act of self-love. So that energy of love is being poured into my system. So I love that you, you you bring this up. We have to continue to cultivate the space to be in parasympathetic. It's the way in which we're relating to the food. You could have the most clean, delicious food, you know, prepared for you. But unless you're really 
engaging in this harmonious, calm, grounded way, then. Yes. I I, I feel like with the cleanse, we do a lot of that. We put a lot of love into the food. We, Mm, you know, it's just really, I want people to feel that warmth, love, you know, nutritious um, food, not just food that they're being handed, even though it tastes good and it's healthy. I really want that extra step um, for them. And you're right. I noticed for myself too, when I sit down for dinner with my fiance, most nights and we sit at the table, you know, with no electronics and it's so crucial that we connect and that we enjoy our food. Um, I kind of silently bless it because I think that he looks at me like, hmm, what are you doing over there? But (laughs) sorry to say, um, hopefully he's not listening to this, but you know, I'm kind of like, I always am trying to bless my food and get myself, you know, calm and peace and have a sense of peace before I eat. It doesn't always happen, but that is where the good stuff happens. That's right. Yeah. And for those tuning in, this is, you know, we're human. So I think having a level of grace and self-compassion around, we're not perfect. And I know, Alyssa, we we connect on the recovering perfectionist wavelength because that was, you know, most of my life. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a complete reprogramming that happens every day. Every moment we choose to put the phone down and connect and be mindful with um, our food and what we're ingesting is a moment of reprogramming our nervous system, of reprogramming those subconscious beliefs that there's not enough time. It's actually a scarcity mindset that we are so immersed in. Right. I really appreciate you highlighting, you know, you're not just recommending these nutritious foods, but it's also what is the relationship you're having to your life? Right. Right. And you want to have a better life. You want to feel good and more energy and you want to really thrive. Um, and there's, it's not just about the food and the supplements and, you know, it, it, it really is so much more than that. As, as you know, I mean, it's, it's all about the mindset. I know when I deal with my cancer clients, um, you know, it, it, it's the mindset, you know, I ask them, do you love yourself? Do you feel like you're going to be able to heal? Do you feel like you can get past this? You know, what is your mindset here? And um, it's, they, they all are in a pretty much of a scared place. And I have to tell you all the women I talk to, when I say, do you love yourself? They say, no, I love my kids. I love my husband. I love my friends, but I'm like, but what about you? Um, That's also huge to touch on that. The, it's the energy that you bring to yourself with that self-love and self-compassion. And also that you really honor who you are with all the faults, with all the perfectionism, you know, it's that relaxes the body and gets you into a calmer state. Um, you know, because we we always are going to have things we're dealing with on the outside. Um, but if we can really believe in ourselves and know that we are whole ourselves, then that's that's where it's, you know, it's going it. to that's yeah, that's where the healing takes place with any illness, with any health issue. I feel like if if we can get to that place of self-compassion, self-love and self-honor, um, that's changed my life in every way. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, sisters, dear friends. And 
we're going to take a short break here, but stay tuned because when we get back with incredible integrative holistic nutritionist, Alyssa Goodman, we're going to dive into the, um, the art of longevity, gut health, talk more about adaptogens and so much more. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Hosted by modern medicine woman and transpersonal psychotherapist, Lena Franklin, Medicine Wisdom is a radio talk show that will guide you on expansive journeys of transformation, inspiration, and powerful embodiment of your soul's purpose. We all have a medicine, a unique gift that's meant to flow through us and into the world. Wisdom comes when we transform the false aspects of our inner and outer lives in service of embodying the truth and light of our most expansive desires. Your heart-ignited desires are the access points into discovering who you are and why you're here on Earth. Medicine Wisdom, Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Welcome back to Medicine Wisdom with Lena Franklin. Have a question for Lena or her guests? Join us on the show at 866-472-5792. That's 866-472-5792. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Medicine Wisdom. We are dropping in with the incredible Alyssa Goodman, and she's guiding us through all of these pieces of wisdom and allowing us to really understand what it means to honor your body and to relate to food in a way that up-levels your energy and your capacity for healing. And unless I know we were diving into um, the truth of we can cultivate more self-love and self-compassion, really that's the core of it all. And you know, I know in this conversation, we're specifically talking about our relationship to food. So as you continue to work with clients and and you speak to groups of people, you know, what are you seeing around the, we'll call it the growth areas that people have in terms of how they relate to food and and what what do we need to as a collective, as you know, the human family um, need to do in order to have a healthier, relationship with what we put in our bodies. I think that we really need to pay more attention to what we are putting in our bodies. I think that the um, foods out there that are processed, which is 
is so damaging for us because the fillers and the gums and, you know, the natural flavorings and just are all these chemicals that our body doesn't know what to do with. It doesn't know how to process these chemicals. The liver has to take them and put, turn them into a safe form to excrete them out of the body. So the liver is getting damaged. The gut's getting damaged, you know, from the processed foods are really, really bad. So if we can Think about more about eating real food as more often than the processed food. Um, the added sugars are crazy out of control. I always say that I tell this little story about you pick up a green juice and it's 16 ounces and it's healthy and it has a little apple in it, but it has 18 grams of added sugar. And then you might pick up a really healthy RX bar, you know, that seems healthy too, all whole foods in it, but it has about 10 grams, 12 grams of sugar. Right there, you have more than 25 added grams of sugar that in the day, in one little sitting of a juice in a bar, maybe you're running, you know, for breakfast. Um, 25 grams is the most we're supposed to have of added sugar per day. So we are way over the added sugar and, and sugar is making our cells acidic and is really destroying our gut microbiome. So mm-hmm. that's a real issue. Dairy, cow dairy has become, it's hormone infested. You know, there's a lot of an- antibiotics in it. So, you know, we're really ingesting all these hormones and antibiotics and the cow dairy is really hard for us to break down. It's very inflammatory. Um, Gluten has become an issue only because we overdo the gluten and we're Mm -hmm. adding gluten to our breads and our foods because we're we're wanting them to be bigger and fluffier. So, you know, we're we're having a lot of, we're eating a lot of foods that are inflammatory, that are not really healthy for us. And um, I think that it's doing such a disservice for all of us in regards to being able to be healthy and energized and thriving. We might be for the minute, you know, it might be satisfying us for a minute, but it's not long-term. It's really doing damage to us. So going back to the basics of really trying to eat whole real foods um, is huge. Mm -hmm. And also cooking more if we can. I know that can be really tricky for some people because their schedules are so hectic, Um, but maybe meal prepping on the weekend a little bit and making some healthy things um, that they can have throughout the week. But it really is going back to trying to buy organic as much as possible um, to not get the pesticides in our food and trying to get clean animal protein when we are eating it and just eating a lot more vegetables. The vegetables mm-hmm. are are where it's at. I mean, yeah. you know, we just, a lot of people don't, haven't been brought up with tasty, yummy vegetables. Right. And they they can be good. Um, yes. They can be tasty. <laughs> yes. um, there's a there, I'll just give a little tip on the vegetables. There is an herb salt out there. It's called Herbivar, H-E-R-B-A-M-A-R-E, I think it is. And you can just saute them, you can steam them, you can roast them and put this Herbivar on and it makes the vegetables taste fantastic. Oh, love that. Love that. Taking note, lots of, <laughs> lots of notes happening here. So I'm curious because on a personal level, you know, and, and I, I, I work a lot, you know, we're in expansion mode here at the East Institute. We're expanding to different physical locations. So there's the scaling, the business piece, and there's also being in client healing sessions and facilitating plant medicine ceremony. So it's, there's a lot of different aspects to the work. I'm noticing in my own system that, you know, and I, I have no problem with vegetables, you know, Jeff, 
when, if Jeff were here, we would have be having a different conversation, <laughs> but I love vegetables. So that's really not an issue to get all of that in. I'm really noticing I'm craving more plant or sorry, animal rather protein and, you know, even like more red meat or organ meats. So I'm wondering, you know, from your perspective, what that may mean. And is that, is that okay to continue to, to lean into the, that aspect of my nutritional rhythm? Absolutely. I think that's a beautiful thing. You know, you're Mm -hmm. in tune with your body. So I think that, um, a little organ meat, a little red meat, I think it's a, it's beautiful. I do the same. Mm-hmm. I do crave that as well. Um, and I do give into it when I, uh, when that does happen. And I just try to go for the cleanest source possible, right. you know, right. grass-fed burger, grass-fed steak, or every once in a while, um, it's definitely not going to be harmful. Again, yeah. moderation. Moderation. Right? We are craving something. Our body is needing it. Right. And it probably yes. is that you need the iron. Right. Exactly. And those I think things. too- you know, there's such a reprogramming in within our own belief systems that's happening around, you know, if we're choosing to eat intuitively or consciously, or our body is really talking to us around certain foods, perhaps because we need certain vitamins and minerals that we need to be willing to push past some of those old paradigms and belief systems about you know, red meat is bad for you, or you should, you know, you should eat this way because it's so individualized. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know so many vegans who aren't healthy vegans, right? you know, because they, and then a lot of people who are animal protein eaters who aren't healthy animal protein eaters. So (laughs) there is, there is somewhere in the middle. I just, I think moderation is key. And also if you're a foodie and I, I'm a foodie and I love food. So um, I like to experiment and try new things. I don't want to be limited. I want to live my life and I don't want to go over to a friend's house and I'm gluten-free, dairy-free, no animal protein. And they're like, what the heck am I going to cook for Alyssa? And maybe we just won't have her over for dinner, you know? So um, I definitely want to be more everything in moderation. And yeah, yeah, if I crave something, I think it does mean that we need it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like this internal reference point versus being so rigid and those external paradigms or rules. I think that piece is so key. And again, whether we're talking about healing our emotional systems or healing psycho-spiritually or our relationship with food, that internal sense of power I feel is such a key component. Can we continue to cultivate that and really trust what our body is saying? So I want to dive into the mood food connection. Um, Also, you know, if adaptogens also connect with this, this topic, I would love for you to share more because that's something that we're really um, interested in. And we, we recommend, you know, our clients are in this here at the East Institute, really in this deep reprogramming process, creating new novel neural pathways that support their human optimization, that sense of purpose and joy and sense of calm and connection and releasing the more fear-based paradigms and neural pathways that are based in trauma, based in ancestral dynamics. So as we continue to collectively heal and up-level our moods and our ways of being in the world, what are some of those foods or what are some things to think about in terms of how to nourish our bodies? 
say, well, I, I would definitely say, you know, the probiotic foods are kind of at the top of that list. Um, because of the gut mind, you know, connection, I think that our guts are very, very unhealthy. Um, even I think even mine, even though I t- spent a lot of time and effort on it, um, it's it sometimes, you know, at this age, I think I've done a lot of damage to it that it can't, it's not that healthy. So I'm a big, big believer in probiotic foods. I think that that those are crucial. Um they are, they're so incredible for your mood, not only your immune system, but, you know, and digestion, but just for your own balance of your mood. Um, so I love, there's some favorite foods of mine. One is Coco Yo, that probiotic yogurt. It's made by DTS Kombucha. There's a vanilla one that is to die for. And only four ounces of that yogurt is 100 billion food-based probiotics, which is exceptional. Um the whole thing is like 200 billion. I mean, you could eat the whole thing easily. I mean, it's so beautiful. There's a drink called Inner Eco Probiotic, you know, coconut kefir that is delicious, sold all over the country as well. Um, tempeh is one of my favorite, you know, fermented foods with probiotics, sauerkraut, kimchi. So I think we don't really focus on, you know, having those in our diet you know, on a daily basis or more often than not. I think that that's really crucial. Um, I also feel like the the adaptogens are just exceptional in terms of mood. I mean, we do a re, we do an inner peace tonic on the cleanse and it has cacao and reishi and a really clean almond milk with a little bit of um, cinnamon and stevia, um, a really clean stevia. And the I mean, everybody just, devours that inner peace tonic with the reishi. Reishi is a beautiful thing to calm the mind, Mm, you know, just to kind of get you back in your body. Um, I mean, there are so many adaptogens that I love. I love reishi. I love the holy basil. Like I said, I drink that all day long. Um, I also love lion's mane, which is a new one sort of coming on, you know, it just, it's so incredible for like sort of giving your brain that energy that it needs, that cognitive, you know, ability to just be a little bit more on target, you know, just like Mm -hmm. at the same time of calming it down. I mean, I love, I love how lion's mane is just, it can get, help you focus, but it doesn't make you hyper. Mm -hmm. That's, that's a beautiful, ashwagandha has been around forever. Um, I'm someone that I've taken ashwagandha for years and it's never really, I've never really felt a difference, but a lot of people love ashwagandha Mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, just keeping everything calm. Um, I also love maca. Maca is a beautiful thing for women and hormones. It just really balances the hormones um, and also can give you really beautiful energy. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, you know, like really dealing with your gut and making that healthy and um, adding in some adaptogens. There's, there's certain brands of adaptogens that I love, like um, host defense makes beautiful products. They make a great lion's mane. They make a great um, my community with all different kinds of mushrooms in there. They make a great reishi um, really super clean. And then um there's also this product called Nui, N-U-E, um, does a focus supplement that's beautiful, that does have lion's mane and L-theanine and reishi and all these beautiful, and GABA in them. So there's some really great mood-enhancing supplements on the market um, that aren't like going to make you really 
in hyper or too, too energized. Right. We don't want that. We don't want the too much right. energy. <laughs> we exactly. Love the calm. Right? exactly. And then we talked that. about the complex carbs of, you know, making sure those are in your diet to calm down mm-hmm. the central nervous system and the minerals, things that, you know, even taking a mineral supplement um, is always just beautiful. Body ecology has a beautiful mineral supplement. You can throw in water and it's, it's really very calming for the system. Amazing. Amazing. And so for, especially, you know, we, we um, are beginning to work more with reishi and lion's mane, especially as we um, work with psilocybin in different ways. So in terms of those products, um, do you recommend a powder? You know, do you recommend kind of the, what form, what form does that take when you recommend it? I do a little bit of both. Okay. So, um, it depends on the person. So mm-hmm. some people just are really just want a capsule to keep it easy. Um, and then others are, are better at experimenting with the powder. Okay. So we use a powder right. on the cleanse. It's a, it's a reishi powder. Um, it's a reishi cacao combination. I think it's by Nutiva or Navitas, one of those it's beautiful. Um, yeah. So I would say that there are like Brilliant. Sun Potion has some beautiful powders. You know them probably very well. Yes. Um, yeah. I think it just depends on the person. Right. But both of those products, and Reishi is just incredible. Helps for Amazing. sleep. Oh. And um, I just, and I love Lion's Mane for the focus part. Absolutely. Love those two very much. So I want to shift a bit um, because you, my dear, I feel like are such just an inspirational embodiment of what longevity can look and feel like. And so for you, you know, what, what have you really woven in to your regimen? And when you work with clients and their, one of their intentions or goals is to continue their longevity. I know that's a passion of yours. Let's dive into that topic. Cause I know that's, that's of interest to so many people tuning in. Yeah, it really is these days. I mean, the amount of modalities out there to be able to turn back the clock are enormous these days. I mean, especially in LA, I'm sure they they might be in Atlanta, but whoa, LA is, you know, with Erewhon and all their beautiful products. And um, then we have ozone, uh, which is, you know, you oxygenate your blood to that also fantastic for turning back the clock, NAD, um, IVs that are happening um, to help the mitochondria with energy. I mean, there is so much and there's hyperbaric chambers and infrared and cryo and cold plunge. And I mean, I, I feel like I've almost things, done it all. all. The things. <laughs> yes, all yeah. the things. Right. So, but, but to put it really simply, um, what has been the biggest thing for me is I think that insomnia really did um, give me a bit of trauma. So I am so really regimented about my sleep. Sleep is huge in terms of turning back the clock. I mean, that's when you really rest, digest, heal, your body detoxes, your brain detoxes all through the night when you're sleeping. And we're not sleeping enough. Women need eight to 10 hours of sleep. We have to restore our adrenals. 
Uh, men don't need that much. They can get away with six to seven, but women need more. And we don't realize that. Um, I think eight hours seems like a ton and a luxury, but it really is our minimum to really get, you know, to really get the body thriving and working on all cylinders. So the sleep is huge and the body resets between 10 and two and nobody goes to bed at 10 anymore, especially with Netflix yeah. and, you know, Amazon prime and everything that's out there. So, but I'm just trying to get clients myself. I get to bed by 11. So I'm really strict about that. Um, no phones. And I have no phones in my room and I will get up on my own and I won't look at my phone for a little while. So the electronics are, really did kill me. So I would say sleep is just so crucial. You know, the, if mm -hmm. you get eight hours of good sleep, you, you'll you feel like a million dollars. And Absolutely. then the body can really be able to do what it needs to do. It can digest, you know, it can really detox. So, right. I mean, that is, I think that in itself is huge. And then it's, it really is, you know, the moving your body, just getting that 10,000 step ins. You don't need to be working out like a crazy person or doing Barry's boot camp or spinning or, you know, those things are great. I'm not saying they aren't, but just getting the body moving is absolutely so crucial. Walking and hiking or, you know, um, getting the 10,000 steps in is, is really, really important. So, and, and there are some, you know, supplements right now that are pretty stellar in turning back the clock. Um, the NAD stuff is, is really, um, at the leading edge of giving people really, you know, cellular metabolism um, or cellular energy, basically, you know, really uplifting all of that, um, there's there's definitely mitochondrial support, resveratrol. There's some beautiful things that can really help um, the body just up level and you know get back into get the cells working again. Um, also, intermittent fasting is is mm -hmm. another one that is fantastic for longevity. Um, we all know about Prolong. Um, it was designed by a scientist out of USC, which is really about cell autophagy, killing off bad cells and and being able to have the new cells, you know, reformulate in a healthy way. Um, intermittent fasting can do a little bit of that as well. When you, you take a time period and you don't eat and you just drink water. I, I don't really truly intermittent fast. I do the green juice, water, and a coffee, but, um, you know, you're not digesting your food and it's a really great way also for, um, you know, your body and your digestive system to calm down and settle down and not have to be working so hard. Amazing. Thank you so much. I'm so incredibly grateful for this conversation and your wisdom. So in the last minute or so that we have, please share with our listeners how they can find you, connect with you and connect with your work. So I am on Instagram. <laughs> Can't believe how much I have to be on Instagram. Um, <laughs> love, hate relationship. I don't know if you feel the same way, but, <laughs> and then I have a website, alyssagoodman.com. So you, I do a lot of, there's a lot of information on there. I have a seven day reset you can download that can actually sort of, it's sort of like my soup cleanse. There are a lot of great recipes. We're coming out with a new seven day in the next few weeks. And um, I do a health tip and a recipe tip every week. Um, so we're putting out a lot of information. Great. Amazing. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into Medicine Wisdom. Remember the world needs the gifts that only you have. And please tune in with us next week as we dive into human optimization 
and the neuroscience of plant medicine. Have a beautiful week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Medicine Wisdom with Lena Franklin. We hope today's episode was educational and helpful. Until we talk again next week, have a fabulous week.